Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cause of Our Joy. In this episode, we will be talking about St. Dominic Guzman and the Rosary. And to help explain the history of the Rosary, we have Father Lawrence Liu, who is a Dominican priest and also the promoter general of the Holy Rosary of the Order of Preachers. Welcome, Father Lawrence. Thank you very much. Father, before we begin, could you pray for our episode and to those you know, people who will be listening and watching? Okay, well, let's say a prayer to St. Thomas Aquinas. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. O blessed Thomas, patron of schools, obtain for us from God an invincible faith, burning charity, a chaste life, and true knowledge through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Lady Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, pray for us, and our Holy Father, St. Dominic, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. Father, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and your role in the Order of Preachers? Uh, yes, of course. Um, my name is uh, Lawrence Liu. I'm a son of the province of England, uh, and we have uh, five priories in England and Scotland, effectively. So I'm not the province of England includes Scotland as well. Um, I was born, however, not in the UK. I was born in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up there. I wasn't a Catholic. I was born into, born in, born into a non-Catholic family, into a, a Protestant evangelical family. Okay. Um, at about the age of uh, 12, I was sent to a Catholic boys' school run by De La Salle Brothers in Singapore, okay. St. Joseph's Institution in Singapore, and it was there that I first uh, gained an interest in Catholics and Catholicism, wanting to understand what the Catholic Church uh, was about, and uh, really trying to actually explain to my Catholic friends how they were wrong. So I did some research and did some reading. And uh, in the course of reading about Catholicism, I realized that, in fact, uh, this was the church that Jesus Christ has founded. And so I grew uh, in in love and respect really for, and fascination with the liturgy of the Catholic church and with the teachings of the church and the history of the church and eventually became a Catholic. I joined the RCIA in my parish. I was baptized as a Catholic then about Mm -hmm. the age of 15. And then uh, very soon became a daily mass goer in my school and I would lead prayers in the school as well. Wow. and so this sort of took me on, on this kind of trajectory that I, I'm, I'm still on, you know. Um, yeah. I, However, it was quite amusing, I guess, when I became a Catholic, uh, I told my friends that I didn't really understand all the Catholic stuff about Mary. And, and I told my friends, you know, I'm just going to be a Trinitarian. I believe in the Blessed Trinity. Um, I don't need Mary. Um, and so I didn't really pay much attention to our Blessed Mother uh, to begin with. And I think that Our Lady is very gentle. She's a very sweet mother and she never forces us. So very slowly, uh, she introduced herself to me through people, through friends. And uh, it's the same with the rosary. I was never forced to say the rosary, but I was introduced to the rosary slowly until I find myself now as promoter general of the rosary. Um, I came to the UK to study law in the university. Uh After I studied and graduated with a degree in English civil law, um, I decided that God was calling me to become a priest. And uh, at first I joined a diocesan seminary in England. Uh, That didn't quite work out because I felt it was a bit too lonely to be a diocesan priest in England. Um, And so 
And probably I was a bit too immature then as well. So I took some time out and I went to the Philippines. I wanted to do mission work. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work with the poor. I wanted to understand what was poverty because I thought that I cannot make a vow of poverty as a religious um, if indeed that was what God wanted me to do if I didn't understand involuntary poverty. Mm -hmm. I went to the Philippines. I worked in the slums of uh, Manila and the the Gatan where we have the parish of San Lorenzo Ruiz and Compatriot Martyrs. And um, my name then was Paul. That's what they know me as, Brother Paul. (laughs) But uh, when I came, when I left after that one year, I mean, I totally fell in love with the Filipino people. uh, And I think I, it was a a very um, important milestone in my spiritual journey, being in the Philippines. So that's why my name is Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, of course, is the English name, uh, English form of Lorenzo. Right, so oh. I'm named after San Lorenzo Ruiz. He's my patron, um, and wow, uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. So when I entered the order in England in 2005, uh, when I was closed, I, I was given the name Lawrence. Actually, I wanted the name Lorenzo, but my novice master said, "No, no, it has to be English rather than uh, <laughs> the Spanish form of the name." That's why it's Lawrence, um, and. Uh, you know, I, 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 I did my studies in Oxford. Um, I was ordained in 2011. I started work as a chaplain, assistant chaplain at Edinburgh University. Okay. And then after that, I uh, carried on with my studies. I did my license in theology, my STL, in Washington, D.C. That was a two-year program. And after I finished my STL, I came here to London in uh, 2017 and I've been here ever since and working here in our parish at Rosary Mm -hmm. Shrine in London which you can see in the background behind me um, I I worked first on the parish team as the curate as the assistant priest and um, just under a year ago I was uh, elected prior and I sort of became the prior the parish priest and the rector of this shrine so that's my current work. And about two years ago, the master of the order asked me to take on the responsibility of promoter general of the rosary. Mm. And the main task of the promoter general of the rosary is to encourage Dominican brothers, sisters, laity, and all the branches of the Dominican family to pray the rosary, to pray the rosary together. And that's why I organized a rosary rally uh, last year during the pandemic on the Feast of St. Uh, Catherine of Siena, the 24th of April, we had a rosary rally of the whole Dominican family. And then I organized another rally with the support of the master uh, for the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, 7th of October. Both were done last year, 2020, during the pandemic to bring the Dominican family together, united in praying the rosary and begging our Lord to have mercy and to help us in this time of pandemic. So that's my main job, right, as promoter general, mm-hmm. to encourage the Dominican family to pray the rosary. Uh, but I know that there are many people around the world who pray the rosary, who are very interested in the rosary. So there's always this kind of opportunity for me to talk to the world, to my fellow Catholics, to people who are not Dominicans explicitly, but who share in this very Dominican uh, way of prayer, which is the Holy Rosary. Thank you, Father. You know what, Father, I like what you said about Mary being gentle. I think 
from my own experience, um, I, I, I'm part of a, of a charismatic community, um, Couples for Christ. Um, but I was just telling a, a brother of that I, even if I'm active, I, 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 I was a Sunday Catholic. And then when I started my devotion to our Blessed Mother, prayed the rosary, not just once a day. And that's when I became more active in the life of the Catholic Church, especially I met God in the sacraments. Like, you know, I now, um, I, I feel that Mary's telling me to, to persevere in going to Mass, not just once a week, but as often as possible. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, engage in and participate in the, the in confession as often as possible. I mean, Father, before we, we jump to the to the main topic of this uh, episode, Father, could you tell us a bit more uh, about the life of St. Dominic? And did he actually have a, a particular devotion to our Blessed Mother? Oh, <clears throat> undoubtedly, St. Dominic had a devotion to Our Lady. It's, it's one of the, uh, partly, it, in, it was very much in the air at the time, right? So our Holy Father Dominic, uh, we know this is the 800th anniversary this year, 1221 was when he died in Bologna, right? So this is 800 years after his Dies Natalis, meaning his heavenly birthday. And certainly then from the 12th century onwards, in fact, even before that, 11th century onwards, we see this great Marian movement uh, within the church, the rise of devotion to Our Lady and uh, of personal prayers to Our Lady, devotions and prayers and, and so on. Um, particularly th through the saying of what became called Our Lady's Psalter. Our Lady's Psalter means this devotional practice of saying 150 Hail Marys every day. Why 150? Because there are 150 Psalms, hence the Psalter. And the Psalter of Our Lady is just a, this lovely devotion of saying the Hail Mary 150 times every day. Because, you know, in the, in the um, early monastic life, the monks would pray the entire Psalter, 150 yes. Psalms, every day, okay, every day. And then it became every week. And that was pretty much the standard in the time of our Holy Father Dominic. In fact, very much the case even today in, in some Benedictine monasteries. Um, so this idea then that the laity could pray the Hail Mary instead of the 150 Psalms was very much a lay devotion, but it was also um, something I'm sure that our Holy Father Dominic would have known. Um, and, and we see that in the early stories of the order, what's called the Vitae Fratrum, the lives mm -hmm. of the brethren. These are a collection of stories collected from the first Dominicans, and they were compiled by Blessed Humbert of Romans, the fifth master of the order. And these stories are full of um, Marian devotion. And they show, and they tried very hard to show, that the order of preachers is the order that Our Lady um, asked for from Christ. She asked our Lord Jesus Christ to give to the world the order of preachers, okay, as an act of mercy, because preaching is an act of mercy in order to save souls. And we have from these stories, you know, Our Lady's special protection for the yes. Dominicans. And from the very beginning, we were called the Friars of Mary. That means the brothers of Mary, okay? That's oh. our original name before we were given the title Order of Preachers. So yes, Marian devotion is uh, deep in our Dominican DNA and mm. undoubtedly comes from our Holy Father Dominic, 
but he himself would have got it from the um, the cultural milieu that he was living in. So, Father um, Saint Louis de Montfort, in his book *The Secret of the Rosary*, he actually referenced uh, Blessed Alan de la Roche, OP, mm-hmm. um, and he actually said that Saint Dominic um, is the source of the Holy Rosary devotion, um, and I think. It, I, I personally believe that this is true because um, Saint Saint Louis de Montfort became a third order Dominican, um, and in 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 his book he said that um, the Saint Dominic went to a forest in France and um, he prayed and fasted and did acts of penance for for three days because of the sinfulness of the people, um, and then on the third day. Our Blessed Mother appeared to to Saint Dominic, and as as you said, um, said Saint Dominic to preach the Psalter. Is this the reason, the main reason why the history of the Rosary is attributed to Saint Dominic? Yes, I mean essentially it's Blessed Alain de la Roche who makes this kind of record mm-hmm. for us, and who talks about uh, the forest near. Pruy, which is where the nuns of the order have their first foundation, Pruy, near Fanjou in the south of France. It's somewhere around there uh, that Our Lady uh, appeared to St. Dominic, and that is certainly has long been the tradition, and the legends are told of that, of that apparition. It's very telling that in the lives of the brethren, the Vitae Fratrum that I talk about, um, you know, the bulk of that book of that collection of stories is about the legends and the miracles of saint dominic they're like the fioretti of saint francis of assisi that the franciscans love and yet in that entire volume the entire collection of stories from the early dominicans no mention is made whatsoever of this apparition now there is a very famous mention of our lady appearing to saint dominic in a dream and he is in tears because he can't see his children, his sons and daughters in the order um, in heaven. He can't see them in heaven. And our lady opens her cloak and she says, you know, behold your children, you know, the children of the order, the Dominicans. And they're all hiding in her cloak and they're all in heaven. Okay. Now, there is that very famous vision. There are also other visions of our lady when, um, when the brothers sing the Salve Regina at Compline. And this was instituted at the request of uh, Blessed Jordan of Saxony, the second master of the order. And Our Lady is seen coming from heaven to bless the brothers with holy water during the Salve procession. And we are told that's why at the end of singing the Salve, when we sing Virgo Maria, we bow low because Our Lady was seen in a vision bowing low to all the brothers as well. Okay, so we do have all these accounts of the apparitions of Our Lady, but the most famous account uh, in popular history, which is, you know, Our Lady appearing and giving the rosary St. Dominic, doesn't appear in the Dominic, in the earliest Dominican records. And that seems a rather odd uh, silence, I would say. Mm-hmm. What happens then is Blessed Ellen de la Roche, notably after the Black Death, and remember that the Black Death meant that, you know, Europe lost a huge... Uh, section of its population, of its working functional population. So after the Black Death, um, there's you know, an attempt to revive religious life, 
to revive uh, what had been lost before all this, all this, this disaster. And so it is said that one of the things that was lost as well was the memory of the origins of the rosary and the memory of the rosary confraternity. And it's Blessed Alan who then is the great uh, re-establisher, you might call him a re-founder of the rosary confraternity, which is linked, of course, then to the praying of the Dominican rosary. And it is he then who makes the claim that the rosary, which is the 150 uh, aves, the Marian Psalter, divided then into sets of 10, so that altogether we have 15 mysteries, and then grouping that into three sets, um, a set of you know three different mystery sets of mysteries, joyful, sorrowful, and glorious. Um, it's it's really from Blessed Alan onwards that we start to have this idea then uh, very explicitly stated of praying the Marian Psalter whilst meditating on on aspects of the of the uh, of our salvation history of Christ's. Uh, incarnation, his passion, and his glorious resurrection. Okay, so that comes from Blessed Ellen de la Roche, and I think it's important to to state that. So, Father, um, so what what you were saying saying earlier is the the Psalter, the the, the Marian Psalter already existed before um, Saint Dominic. Um, then, when Saint Dominic started preaching the 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 new way this new devotion um to 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 our blessed mother there came now the the meditation and yeah. the reflection on the mysteries of the holy rosary um yes. and in in because um saint um saint de montfort mm-hmm. and in 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 most of the books and um you know things that are found online they, they they're saying that the the Psalter was used to to fight the Albigensian heresy. Okay, yes. so Father, who are the Albigensians, and in what way was the Psalter and this new way, this new devotion of praying the Rosary, in what way did it fight this heresy? Okay, well, the Albigensians. Uh, are called that because they come from the town, their headquarters is the town of Albi in the south of France. Um, a, a better name for them might be the Cathars, which comes from the Greek for the pure ones. Um, and they uh, were encountered by our Holy Father Dominic in the south of France as he was traveling uh, through France to go to Sweden um, on a diplomatic uh, mission. But he encountered these Albigensians and these Cathars, who were basically the latest uh, version of uh, Gnostics and sort of a dualistic heresy, right? They were Gnostics, meaning they have secret knowledge. And they basically said that uh, the world was made by a good God mm-hmm. who created spirit and everything that's spiritual and an evil God who created matter, material things. And so because they... Uh, were against material things, they were against the body and against anything that would create more bodies, meaning uh, procreation. And they're against the institution that is the proper institution for that, which is marriage. Um, so you could say effectively that they were anti-family because they, they, they promoted concubinage rather than marriage. They were anti-life because in fact, um, the best thing you could do, they said, was to kill yourself 
suicide was something that they actually advocated, and it was suicide by fast um, by fasting yourself to death, starvation. Okay, and um, they're anti-family, anti-life, and basically they were well, basically anti-sex as well, properly understood, right? Um, hence, they were celibates. Um, their their leaders were celibates, and um, hence they were called the pure ones because they kept themselves apart from the dirtiness of bodies and all the things to do with bodies. Okay, so a very strange heresy, but not but but one which is still I think present among us today: anti-life, anti-family, anti-children. You know, doesn't it sound familiar? You know, so the Holy Spirit raised up the order of preachers to correct this error, to preach against it. And so at the focus, at the focus of our preaching is God's yes to humanity, God's yes to our bodies and being human, which is the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the moment of the incarnation takes place when the angel Gabriel says to Our Lady, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Okay? And of course, Our Lady says, Fiat, yes, let it be to me according to thy word. That uh, moment of the Annunciation, which is actually the feast of the incarnation of our Lord Jesus, is therefore the most important element in our Dominican spirituality. In many Dominican houses, um, there used to be painted a fresco of the, with an inscription saying, you know, let no one fail to say the Ave and to kneel when they see this, okay? So it wanted the friars, as they went up the stairs and went to their rooms for meditation and for prayer and for sleep, that, that they should also first remember the incarnation because that is central to our Dominican preaching. So preaching the, the Psalter of Mary and then preaching, you know, preaching the Hail Marys, in other words, is a focus again and again on the incarnation and therefore the beauty of creation all of creation, material creation. And then preaching then the mysteries of salvation is all about how God became man, taking on our flesh, dying in the flesh, rising in the flesh, so that man can become God. Okay? So that, in a nutshell, is what the uh, the three leaves the triptych, what I call the, the sacred triptych of the rosary is about joyful, sorrowful, glorious. It's about God becoming man so that man can become God. And it is this preaching of this triptych, the beauty of salvation in the flesh, that uh, is why it is so effective against the Albigensian heresy. And I believe that it is still very necessary today. I think that much can be learned when we uh, meditate on the incarnation of our Lord and uh, we we think about why Christ became man and what he came to do for us. And that can conquer uh, many heresies today as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree with you, Father. I mean, in, in our present time, um, there's this, there's the pandemic, our church is closed. Um, people now have confusion with the definition of gender there's easier access to pornography and there's just so many things that attack not our our christian faith okay and father you know this is the relevance of the holy rosary at, at this present time and what else can we learn from the life of saint dominic 
that we could also apply into this current time? Well, I think we can learn uh, again from the Vitae Fratrum, the earlier stories of St. Dominic. You know, we can learn about what he was like as a person. You know, our Holy Father Dominic was always patient, very, very gentle, and he was known for his cheerfulness. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful story in the Vitae Fratrum of St. Dominic with uh, a band of the brothers um, went traveling and, and they got lost in their travels. And so they asked for directions. And an Albigensian, uh, you know, they asked an Albigensian and the Albigensian said, oh, let me lead you to this town. I will show you the way. And what he did was he purposely misled them and led them through the woods. Now, the friars were walking barefoot. And so um, as they were walking through the brambles and the thorns and everything, it cut their feet and they started to bleed. Okay, And so uh, St. Dominic realized what was happening and he started to praise God and sing. And he said, we should be happy, brothers, because, you know, the blood that is flowing from our feet is washing away our sins because we're doing penance. You know, he was so full of joy and he began to preach and to, and to praise God. And at the end of this, the Albigensian uh, confessed what he had done. And he was so impressed by Dominic's patience and Dominic's joy that he said he was going to repent and he came back to becoming a Catholic again. So there are many, many stories being told of St. Dominic's preaching, and they're always done with gentleness and patience and joy. If we go online and look at Twitter, you'll see that there are many fervent Catholics, but they're very impatient. They often are very bitter rather than joyful, and they're quite angry. And I think that our Holy Father Dominic can teach, certainly teach me and teach all of us, how we should preach um, to those whom we want to convert to the gospel, to the joy of the gospel, you know, and that's one thing we can learn from St. Dominic. But there are many other little stories about him uh, and his way of being, I think, as a saint, as our father, who, who can really, who, he can really encourage us. In this 800th year of his death, we should really read more about St. Dominic and grow more in love of him. Father, the confraternity of the Holy Rosary, okay, the, it was also founded, I believe, by St. Dominic. Could you tell us a bit more about the, what a confraternity is? Yes, a confraternity uh, is, as the name suggests, a brotherhood. I prefer to call it, call it a spiritual network, okay. a spiritual union, because, you know, we're used to doing social networking, right? And sort of where, so I've never met you in the flesh, but we're sort of networking. You've been networked uh, to me by uh, other Dominicans. Uh, so networking, we're connected in some way. Um, and it's a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual communion is the kind of formal way of looking at it. Okay. And it's a spiritual communion of people who are united in praying the rosary. And they, they pray 15 decades of the rosary just 15 decades, the original Dominican rosary, once a week. Okay, It's easy, right? It's easy. I think many of people can do that. Anyone who's watching, anyone who loves the rosary, most of us will try and do what Our Lady of Fatima asks us to do, which is to pray five decades of the rosary every day. So if we're doing five decades of the rosary a day, that's 35 decades already, right? So all you need to do is say 15 decades a week, and you can therefore qualify to be a member of the rosary confraternity. 
And if you're a member of the confraternity, then you are spiritually united to one another, but more importantly, we are spiritually united to the Dominican family. Mm -hmm. And so we receive all the graces and merits from the good works of the Dominican family. Imagine from St. Dominic, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Rosa Lima, St. Martin de Porres, St. Antoninus, and so on and so forth. Saint, but the now marvelous St. Margaret of Costello, the newest Dominican saint that our Holy Father Pope Francis canonized this year. We are in union with all these saints, as well as our brothers and sisters throughout the world who are united in praying the rosary. And therefore, we form this strong uh, rope, it is said. You know, one prayer is like a thread, but many threads together forms a strong rope that binds us together in love, okay? Or another beautiful image is, you know, when you pray by yourself, it's just like one tri bit of a trickle of water. But when many of us pray, it's like a waterfall. Yes. And so wow. it brings down a waterfall of graces as well, okay? And the beautiful thing about the confraternity is that you can sign up to the confraternity very easily. There's no due, not, no money paid, no dues, no, and no obligations to meet in person. All you got to do is you promise to pray the 15 decades of the rosary every week. And you can pray this anywhere you go, on the bus, mm -hmm. sitting in your room, in church. You don't have to meet. Okay. So those are the great benefits. Why, why is it like this? It's because, um, firstly, I think it's because the rosary was the prayer of itinerant friars. That means friars who were wandering from place to place as preachers. And this was what they took with them as they prayed, as they walked. Okay, They walked and they prayed the rosary. Yeah. So it's the same. We want to encourage all our members to pray the rosary wherever you are. So that wherever you are, you are focusing and thinking about the life of Christ about God becoming man so that man can become God. We are focusing on the wonder of the incarnation everywhere we go. Walking around this material world that God has redeemed. You know, we are looking at the world that God loves, that God holds in existence, and that God is redeeming. Okay, so the rosary is not necessarily a prayer that we say sitting in one place in church mm -hmm. all together in one group. It can also be said individually and i would encourage people to do that and the rosary confraternity is built in such a way to encourage us to do that i think father you know what i love about our catholic faith is the the magisterium of the church and the exercise of the charism of infallibility in passing on sacred sacred tradition so i mean there are so many popes who said that the history of the holy rosary could be attributed to to saint dominic the history of 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 the confraternity um came from saint dominic i mean we have pope Leo the 10 um pope sixtus the fifth um there's also pope of course the 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 rosary pope pope Leo the 13th and you mentioned uh, pope pius the fifth battle of lepanto and, the, and there are just so many popes who said that saint dominic that the rosary was actually started by saint dominic father what advice could we could you give to those people who would like to start a devotion to our blessed mother by praying the rosary especially those people who are struggling well i think it, the most important thing if you're struggling to pray the rosary okay the most important thing to do is to start you have to start 
And let me help you by saying, um, pray the rosary with some art. Okay, there are many beautiful images, for example, of the Annunciation, many beautiful images of the birth of our Lord, which is the third joyful mystery, right? Or the crucifixion. But maybe just pick one of your favorite uh, pieces of art from the life of Christ, identify which mystery of the rosary it is. And as you say your Hail Marys, focus on that. Focus on that. Or use music. Mm. Again, many beautiful settings of the Ave Maria, okay? Or I even say to people, you could even pray the nativity playing with your favorite Christmas carol in the background, but maybe not with words that you know too well because then you get distracted, okay? But whatever it is, it's important to start to use music and art to help you. I think that sacred art can be very useful, which is why uh, I just, I've just written a book about using art uh, photographs of the 20 mysteries of the rosary with reflections inspired by each of these images because i think it's important that we reflect and we pray with art and uh, another thing i would say is um to persevere it's very important to persevere hmm. remember that our lady of uh, of the rosary when she came to the children at fatima she gave them the rosary she taught them the rosary when she appeared to St. Bernadette at Lourdes, she said the rosary was St. Bernadette. The first thing she did, she prayed the rosary of St. Bernadette. Why? Because the rosary is so simple that it can be said by children. And it is so profound that it can still occupy the minds and the faith of the most intelligent doctors of the church. And that's the beauty of the rosary, because that's the beauty of our faith. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that God became man so that even a child could fall in love with him. You know, you don't need to be a doctor of the church. Even a child can do this. So the most important thing is to persevere. And, and I think I, my own experience is that um, when you start, uh, it, 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 there are difficult days, of course, but sometimes there are very easy days. But as you keep giving yourself to Mary in this way and you say, you know, Mary is my mother, she asked me to pray the rosary every day. If you trust her and you just do it, she will help you. Well, Father, that is very beautiful. I don't think I could add anything more to that, Father. Father, before we finish, would you like to promote something or invite people? Well, I've already, I've already mentioned my book, uh, which will be published by the Catholic Truth Society, CTS, in October. We're hoping it will be ready for the Feast of the Holy Rosary, which... This year, 7th of October, uh, 2021, is the 450th anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto. Mm -hmm. Such an important battle uh, because every time Our Lady intervenes with the Rosary, it's about life. It's about the battle for life and for the fullness of life that comes through Jesus Christ. And that's why we celebrate the um, Panto. That's why we celebrate the Rosary, because the Rosary leads us into the fullness of life that comes from knowing Jesus Christ. Uh, my book, I hope, will help us to understand the rosary better. I hope it will help people to pray the rosary. And even if you don't read the reflections, I hope that the pictures will help you and do what I've just said, you know, help you to enter into the mystery by looking at the images. Uh, and of course, as promoter general of the rosary, uh, who has a responsibility for the promotion of the rosary confraternity throughout the world, I, of course, want to encourage everyone to join the Rosary Confraternity. This year, in the 450th year of Lepanto, we believe that Our Lady 
is calling us to grow the confraternity. Why? Because she wants to unite us all in a communion of love, to be spiritually united to one another in love through the rosary. So this year, there's a great push uh, with my friends and uh, colleagues in the USA, for example, in North America and Canada, to uh, promote the Rosary Confraternity, to tell people about it, and basically to add to the numbers of the confraternity. And we have seen great things that Our Lady is doing. There's a, there's a movie being made about the confer Rosary Confraternity that is also going to be released in North America on the 7th of October. And you probably know an even very more famous person, of course, than me, uh, Father Donald Calloway, who wrote that book, Champions of the Rosary. Yes, Father. Uh, and also Consecration St. Joseph. You know, he is in, involved in this movie as well. Um, okay, so I'm also involved, but, but together we're working uh, in order to promote Our Lady's Rosary and to promote the confraternity as the way to pray the rosary. So if you're listening and you already pray the rosary, please, please join the Rosary Confraternity. You can go to rosaryshrine.co.uk, one word, rosaryshrine.co.uk. There's a drop-down menu there for the confraternity, and you can just un enroll yourself online. They could uh, easily find the... Um the closest um, confraternity through that website, Father? Um, well, through that, you can join the, the confraternity here in the UK. Um, but he, the thing about the confraternity is um, you can actually join uh, virtually online anywhere because it doesn't really matter if you, you know, you, because it's not a physical joining, but it's a spiritual union. You don't have to physically go to your closest one. Um, but of course, uh, the Rosary Shrine, this church, St. Dominic's in London, yeah. uh, is the headquarters because this is where I keep the register of all the names. And uh, we organize processions uh, every month. And of course, during May and October, we have processions every single Saturday in honor of Our Lady praying the Rosary. Um, if you come in October on the feast on Rosary Sunday, which is the 3rd of October this year, Cardinal Vincent Nichols will be celebrating the Mass and he will be giving out blessed roses to the whole congregation. This is something we do every year on Rosary Sunday. And then more special than that, the Cardinal himself will be leading the Rosary procession that day. So, you know, this is a great year for the Rosary and for the Confraternity because it is the 800th anniversary of St. Dominic's death, 800th anniversary of the English Dominicans coming to this country, and also the 450th anniversary of the Panto. All these things come together in God's providence. So it's a good year to join up, I think. It is a good year, Father. It's a big year. Praise God, Father. Father, thank you so much for your time tonight. Father, um, shall we close with the Hail Mary? Yes. In the, of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruits of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the, the hour, hour of our death. Amen. Saint Dominic, pray for us. Pray for us. With the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank Amen. you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Father Lawrence. And we'll see you again soon. Mary loves you. Jesus loves you. God bless. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed with this episode, please click the subscribe button. Ave Maria.